In today's Live Treasured podcast, mental health and your marriage. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to the Live Treasured podcast, where we believe that God's word gives us those timeless biblical truths that can heal soul hurts. And today we're continuing on with our series on mental health to discuss mental health inside of your marriage. And you know that anytime we want to talk about something with marriage, we love having Dr. Kim on our show. Dr. Kim, welcome. Oh, it's so good to be back. Thank you. I love what you do, and it's great to be here again. Well, we're so glad to have you. Um, Dr. Kim has a wealth of uh, experience inside of the marriage arena. He's been a professional counselor for over 35 years. He holds a PhD and a doctor of ministry in Christian counseling, and he holds a master's degree in Christian ministry and in theological studies. He is the founder and CEO of Awesome Marriage and the president and founder of Family Christian Counseling in Oklahoma City. Dr. Kim has been married to his beautiful wife, Nancy, for 50 years, and they have two grown children and five incredible grandchildren. Quite, quite the experience there. So do you see why, guys, audience, that I love having Dr. Kim on this show? Um, today we're moving into a, uh, a the, the serious topic that we've been tackling here in this month of May with uh, mental health. And as you know, COVID magnified mental health issues in in 2020 because of the separation um, and the lack of community that we all experienced, sort of that hovering anxiety in the air and in the atmosphere that just seemed to, we all seemed to be breathing. Um, And uh, we've been talking about mental health to address this. That is one positive thing I think that has happened because of COVID is that there seems to be a lot more talk about it. Um, And, you know, the the reality is that we all have, everybody has mental health, just like physical health, nutritional health, that we all have mental health. Um, So, Dr. Kim, I'd love for you to share with our audience um, how, how married couples, because you talk a lot about teamwork inside of a marriage. And I love that. How can um, marriages as a team uh, work together to have good mental health? I think, um, I think it's important, obviously. And I think couples um, have had had some real challenges through this COVID year that we've, that we've been through. And um, so I I think it's probably more important than ever, ever to be, to deal with this. What I think is really important for any couple is to see anything they face as an opportunity to grow their faith and to grow their marriage. 
And I think if we have that mindset, then I think with God's help, we can battle against anything that comes our way, whether it's COVID, whether it's some of the restrictions we've had from COVID, for, for some people not being able to see family because of COVID, all those kind of things. And that whole idea that we talk about so much at Awesome Marriage of being a team, because then you're fighting whatever it is you have to fight together. And so I think within that, uh, it's important to communicate every day. I think that's so important for a couple to have time where you just sit down and touch base with each other. And it doesn't have to go deep every time, but just how you doing? How was your day? What's going on? Uh, I think one of the things, a resource that we recently came out is a weekly checkup. And it's one of those things that you can download for free on our website, but it's just ever Sunday, most couples do it kind of check up. How are we, uh, what's our week look like? When are we going to make sure we have time for each other? Those kind of things are very essential. Uh, praying together is something that I think does more for a marriage than anything. And I think it's probably one of the things that fewer people do. I did a conference with, there were probably 30, 40 uh, pastors mm-hmm. in this conference and their wives that, that I was in. And one of the things I said, how many of you pray regularly with your spouse? Mm-hmm. There was one hand that went up. These are pastors. I think wow. it's one of the yeah. most powerful things that we can do in our marriage. And I think whatever, if we've let Satan throw lies at us or whatever, it's something we don't do. And it's so simple. It's just, you can come together with your spouse and just say, God, we need your help in this or Mm -hmm. watch over our kids or help us be better parents or help us to love each other more. It doesn't have to be, it can be 30 seconds, but there's something about inviting God intentionally in the middle of your marriage or whatever you're facing that makes a huge difference. Uh, The other things I see, I've I've heard the word kind a lot during COVID, Mm -hmm. uh, I think being kind to each other is so important. And I think people, I've heard, I had a couple of people say, well, my spouse used to be so kind and now they're not. Look, this COVID's kind of gotten to them a little bit. Uh-huh. Being kind to your spouse, cherishing your spouse. And then the other thing I think is giving each other grace. We don't seem to be doing that, I think, in general, as well as we need to be doing that. Uh-huh. That I want grace from Nancy, but I got to give her grace too. I've got to give her grace to make mistakes, to do this, to have a bad day. Uh, I'm not, I don't have any bad days. I'm up most of the time. So that's a challenge for Nancy. Sometimes when I do, she's told me many times, you're not supposed to have a bad day. And I think, well, I get one every once in a while, you know, I, I, I get to have one every once in a while. So giving each other grace is really important too. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And I love, um, I love that weekly resource that you talked about the checkup in regards to mental health, because I think sometimes, you know, we don't talk about our feelings um, for whatever reason, but that gives an open space to to do that um, uh, and to have that mutual time where you're talking about, you know, how you feel and kind of checking in and opening up Pandora's box. No. Um, so, but, but if, if we don't do that often, then things, things can build up. And I, I may be doing something, you know, that I'm, I'm not even thinking is bothering my husband and it could be. And then by giving him opportunity to speak up, that can be so healthy. Um, and I th- sometimes it's easier when you've got a little structure to build it around. Mm-hmm. So you've got mm-hmm. the, the sheet of paper and go through it. It makes it easier. And you, sometimes when we address those things, it's when we're mad or upset. 
and usually that doesn't usually go well because yeah. the, the person yeah. gets yeah. Def- yeah. defensive. And so when you've got kind of built in, we're going to do kind of a checkup mm-hmm. in a, uh, each week. Mm-hmm. It gives you an opportunity for that to happen and for those conversations to happen. And usually you're not upset when you're doing those things. And so that's where I think we've seen it be very successful with people. Yeah. Um, and, and something too, what would you say to a woman? Because, you know, I, I think a lot of times women are very on board with let's do a Bible study together. Let's pray together. Let's do the weekly checkup and the husband, you know, in other words, we, we try to lead spiritually in that. Um, if, if our husbands are not really on board with that or whatever, they, they love the Lord, but they're just, you know, um, it, it works out much better, I think, when the husband can lead in that. But so, could you speak to a woman who their husband is not? Yeah, I, I think be patient with your husband. Most marriages, like the wives are way ahead in those areas and value things more than the guys do. And I think I don't know that we don't value it, but we just don't know how to do it, or we're uncomfortable with it. And it's so much easier for us to turn a game on or mm-hmm. do you know get involved in something else. So I would I would suggest this: pick maybe three things and then go to your husband and say, Hey, I would like us to connect in a spiritual way. Here are three things. Would you, would you pick one of those and that we could start doing and involve him in that? And then let let him pick that and say, maybe he says, okay, let's, let's get a version reading plan, Bible reading Mm -hmm. plan. Mm -hmm. And, and she says, and he says, you pick it and then we'll start doing together or, you know, just something to get him involved and let him feel like he's got ownership in it. I think that's a big key. A lot of times the wife says, well, let's do this, this, and this. And he may do it, but it's like, it's, you know, it's like when you taking your kids somewhere, they don't want to go. I mean, they'll go, Mm -hmm. but they're not going to be all into it. And so I think once you get your husband to buy into that, and that's not many how human nature is and and letting him be comfortable with it. Cause then he's had some ownership and he's able to pick out of the three things, the one that he's most comfortable with, instead of you trying to say, let's do this, uh, you know, he can, he can pick. And so I think that's a, a good way to do it. And I think for wives, uh, praying for your husbands uh, is so important. I think I see God honor that. And most husbands just aren't there in the way their wives are, but they can get there. And I think wives that can be patient and come alongside their husband and encourage him. You know, when he does that, if you're doing a, 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 you've heard him plan together and you finish it, just say, Oh, thank you for picking that one. That was Uh so good. Uh I mean, just praise him and that, because that encourages him. And we, we need that. We're wired that way. We, Uh your words as a wife mean more to us than anything. Really? uh, Yes. Because you're the one that, you know, I can, I can speak somewhere and people say things nice and all that kind of stuff. And if Nancy comes up after me and says, you really knocked that out of the park. I mean, that's all I want to hear. It's like, okay, the rest of you guys see ya. It's my, my wife liked what I did, you know? And I, I yeah. think we do value what you say. We don't let you know that very well, okay. but we want to look good in your eyes. Yeah. And, and I think it, the spiritual leadership part of it is one that we're, most guys are uncomfortable with. Mm-hmm. And so your role, I think, in that is to, may present opportunities for us and then encourage us in it. And, and I've seen so many women that have been able to do that and watch their husbands just grow sometimes slow, sometimes quicker. Uh, I just think of a couple that I see at church and I know where they were and I see him now leading. I see mm. him being the one that makes sure they get to church and the kids are in their classes and that he's the one that may have his hand up first when they're 
uh, when, in a praise song. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you know, just, just given us guys, we, we've got a lot of obstacles in those areas, it seems like. And you are our biggest encourager in those. Oh, that's great. That's great. Um, and so those, and I love the idea of here are three things we can do. Would you pick one? I'd love, and, and I think too, I think you've got to be direct about it. Like you're saying, don't be manipulative about it. Like, Hey, uh, I don't know, putting a book on his desk or whatever, just say, you know, um, I'd love it for us to do something spiritual together at least once a week, maybe on Sunday. Can we pray together? Can we do this weekly checkup? Um, or can we do a Bible study together? I love that. That's awesome. And those are all things that tend to our mental health. Why, um, and I think too, like getting down to the motive of why this is important, especially if you have children, um, why is it important for us to model this for our children tending to our mental health? I, I think it's so important because, you know, we know today our kids are exposed to so many things. Their thing, their kids today are exposed to so many things that my kids weren't, mm-hmm. you know, just a few years ago, things that I see my grandchildren being exposed to. And so I think we, we are their model. We may be the only connection with God that they see in a day. Hopefully yeah. not, but that, that can certainly be true. And so yeah. we want to model things well for our kids. One of the things that, that I just happened to think of that we did when our kids were growing up, we'd put the kids to bed. We always do prayers with them. Nancy and I've always prayed at night. She was the one on our honeymoon that said it was funny. She, she had gotten her nightgown on. She looked gorgeous. And you know, my heart's beating 90 miles an hour. Mm. And she comes over to the bed in the hotel room and sits down and takes my hands. And, and she goes, we need to pray. And I'm thinking, really? <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I was thinking, yeah. but, oh, but okay. Yeah. But she had a wise lady that counseled her, that told her the most important thing a couple can do is pray together. And mm-hmm. so we have prayed together probably 99% of the nights of our marriage. And it all started with that night. And so it's, it, it is such an important thing that we, that we can do there. Mm, I love that. And I love that you do it at night, like before. It, that's so sweet. That's yeah. So where sweet. I was going, to, I guess, with the kids was we, for some reason, we didn't plan it. When after the kids were in bed, we would always kneel by the bed and pray. And we always left our door open. And the kids' bedrooms were situation. Mm-hmm. They knew that we were praying. I, I didn't think much about that until later, until mm-hmm. one of them said something about how that impacted them. And it was mm-hmm. just kind of a silent witness. And they knew that mom and dad were praying. Yeah. together every night yeah and it's there's something about praying together as a couple that's powerful mm-hmm. uh there's times that we were angry at each other and we prayed and you know it, it's hard to pray when you're angry you know yeah. through gritted teeth very long god has a way to kind of think kind of thing what are you doing quit mm-hmm. quit acting like that you know mm-hmm. um and so then by the end of the prayer usually we were pretty good shape again but yeah. there's something powerful in praying together. And I think it's just getting in that habit and starting, like you said, slow, maybe once a week, whatever it is, but learning the value of prayer. One of the things that Nancy and I did one year, and this was her idea, we decided in January, we picked three things that we really wanted to happen that we knew would not happen without God's intervention. Mm. And by August of that year, all three things had happened. And one wow. of them was her, it was her dad coming to the Lord. Wow. Uh, the crusty Texas Aggie that, Mm-hmm. didn't think he'd ever come and he did. And so 
sometimes it's fun to do things like that as long as there are things in God's will. You know, if, if we were praying for a million dollar home, I doubt if we would have got that. But yeah. the things we did were relational things in people's lives that we couldn't, we had no control over. Wow. But God did. And it was doing things like that sometime of putting it in. And then when you see God act, it just strengthens your face. It's like, mm-hmm. wow, mm-hmm. God, you can do anything. Yeah. That's awesome. I love it. Love it. Love it. Um, so when, so the, and so we all need to take care of our mental health. It's important. It witnesses to our children and, you know, and like you're saying, teaches them the, the power of, um, taking care of their spiritual lives and their, and their mental health. Um, when a husband is struggling with mental health issues, such as depression and anxiety, and certainly we all get sad on days and feel anxious on days, but when it is an overriding issue uh, for a husband or a wife, how does that impact the marriage? I think it's hard. Uh, most of us that have, um, most couples I work with, if one person has depression, the other doesn't. And I think if you've never experienced something like that, it is hard to understand it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think you have to, to do that. I think the ways that you can support your spouse and that I think praying for your spouse, praying for yourself that you will understand and learn to just walk gently behind beside mm-hmm. your spouse in that, mm-hmm. uh, ask how you can help. There's time that I went through depression, have gone through depression, um, and I just remember one time and I was just laying on the bed and it was just so depressed, just felt that deepness. And all Nancy did was she came and laid down beside me and put her arm around me. Mm-hmm. That was it. But she laid there until I got up yeah. and that in itself, I just still remember that because it helped so much. It, uh, she just accepted where I was. She didn't really know anything else to do, but she did the perfect thing at that time. There were no words that were going to help. It was just her presence there. And so I think that is really important, uh, encouraging your spouse, but don't push that. You know, there's times I see couples that just, if you've never experienced depression and your spouse does, it's like, you can't, you can't figure out why can't they just suck it up and do it yeah. or get up yeah. and you, and you just can't. I mean, yeah. and so it, it's to gently walk with them through that and encourage them. Um, and really letting God, um, have time to bring healing in their lives. Yeah. And, and I love how you said that. So the, the empathy I think is, is key mm-hmm. and, and as women for, for our husbands, um, understanding the responsibility that we carry, which is not to fix it. Right. It's, it's to walk alongside and to say, I'm, I'm here for you. And I love, I love too, how the Lord gives us prayer because, uh, as a former codependent myself, that was some, always something that I could do, you know, and it would relieve yeah. that burden and give me the freedom to know that I couldn't fix this, but I could pray and that that was my role and that it was okay that it, that I wasn't the fixer. You know, that, mm. that I was doing something, um, with, with praying. Um, and, and I love that you brought up that empathy because if people haven't walked through, um, depression, anxiety, like you're saying, there, there's no way that you could Mm-mm. advise them that you could, that you could fix this, but you can, you can walk alongside and say, as we should in marriage, we're that place of intimacy that I see you 
and I still love you right right where you are. Um, And there can be a huge security, I think, in that for for a spouse to know that from, from his wife. Um, Absolutely. You know, and I think, and you can encourage, you know, uh, obviously I think getting a doctor's uh, involved just to make sure there's something else not going on Mm -hmm. to see if medication's appropriate, things Mm -hmm. like that. And so certainly you can encourage your husband and maybe you say, you know, if you want to tell, make the doctor appointment for you, you know, and if if you Mm -hmm. feel like that would be helpful, but just kind of come along where you can, but not, not be pushy. Yeah, but not because I think because I think it makes you with that someone's depressed, it makes them withdraw anymore. Because there's a time when I was depressed, I couldn't deal hardly with anything. I Mm -hmm. would suck it up and go to the office and work with people. And when I'd come home, I was I couldn't do anything. I was just exhausted. And it took, you know, I went in that state very long, probably two or three weeks till I did go to the doctor and uh, talking to him and checking blood work and got on some medication and mm-hmm. uh, things begin to get better. But mm-hmm. but it's hard when you're in the depths of depression to yeah. really do anything. And if and like you said, if it some way hasn't been there, it's like you're thinking, what are you doing? Yeah. Get yeah. up. Yeah, exactly. Think, yeah. I can't. Yeah. I'm laying on my mat. <laughs> Even if Jesus told me to get up, well, yeah, he could probably make me get up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But other than that, yeah, yeah. And um, and there's certainly lots of great counseling resources uh, mm-hmm. out there. Um, but what, what about a family that can't afford counseling? Um, what would you say to them? Um, I think support groups are great. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes that's harder for us as guys to go to support groups. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but I think that those can be very helpful if you... Um, I, I think as a, as a spouse, just working together, praying together, praying for that, mm-hmm. um, it, it's just a tough road to go through. I had one couple that just came to mind that uh, they had tried to medication, everything, and he just stayed depressed. And it was mm-hmm. difficult. It mm-hmm. was difficult. What I saw for her was she was patient with him. In times that wasn't easy because it had gone a long time. Uh, she would encourage him she came along beside him the best that she could. And it was a rough road for her. It wasn't like somebody that gets depressed and they go to the doctor and the doctor provides prescribes medication and a couple of months they're coming out of it and they're, they're back to pretty much normal. Uh, a short period of time, most of us can endure about anything. When something goes on and you don't see an end to it, that's hard. Yeah, it's hard. And that's where you've got to involve the Lord in it because you, I don't think you can do that in your own strength. Yeah, definitely. And, and I think part of involving the Lord in that too is, um, praying for your husband, Mm. but then asking God, you know, what, what is a step of faith that, that I can take? And the Lord really, I've seen this over and over and over again with our children inside my own marriage he will give you a step, whether it's to read a book, uh, a Christian book on, on the topic, or he will introduce a friendship into your husband's life. I've seen that time and time again. Um, with the Lord, we're never hopeless, ever. And, uh, and God knows exactly the remedy to walk alongside. And it's it's our job to listen and to be obedient. Um, and, and I think too, I think we have to think about mental health like a thing, like, yes. uh, like cancer. And you wouldn't come up to somebody and say, get 
over your cancer. You wouldn't do that. And you wouldn't be frustrated with yourself because you couldn't fix the cancer. You would say, Lord, what, what is my role? What is my burden to carry? You would pray for your spouse and then, then you would come alongside and do, do what only, uh, you, you could do. Um, that's that's so good. I, I, I love what you said there. I think that's exactly right. Yeah, and it um, I'm I'm I am thankful for the you know the lifting of the stigma I think that is is going on um in inside of COVID um Absolutely. I think that's a good thing. Yeah, I think that you know I I know as as much as all of us have not like COVID COVID at all. Mm-hmm. I think we're learning some things, mm-hmm. and I, I think God will bring like He always does. He will bring good out of it, and so He's teaching us some things that I think will be very very good for us as we move forward. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So prayer, empathy, prayer again, <laughs> like, <laughs> prayer, prayer, no. Um, and, and counseling and, and seeing it as a thing, I think it's, is critical. Um, in, in helping our husbands, what are some ways, what are some things that are not our responsibility to carry? Um, I think, uh, we're not responsible for him getting well. Our responsibility mm-hmm. is to walk beside him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think sometimes uh, a spouse just in, in not knowing how to handle it, that we, we sometimes just uh, try to do things that we can't do, try to do more than we could do instead of just um, being there doing the things that we can do. I don't know if that makes sense, but it is, it's a difficult situation. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, and, uh, but I think that's so critical. I think it's freeing really to realize that, that, you know, it's something that you can't fix, um, but that the Lord will, will absolutely lead you through that. You know, being encouraging, I think is so important, but not pushy. And there's, there's a line there Mm -hmm. because sometimes we can cross that line. And I think, encouragement you know when i would go through that i remember one saturday nancy got me out i didn't want to go out and she got my daughter and we uh went to norman oklahoma where the university of oklahoma is and there's some neat little places we like to go there and i can just remember sitting in this little restaurant that i loved and just feeling like i was in a i wasn't there it was just such a Mm. weird feeling but i she wanted to get me out. She knew that would be good for me. Mm-hmm. And really the next day I realized that was good for me. And probably I wouldn't have done it without her. Mm-hmm. And the fact that she uh, kind of included my daughter in that, it was hard to say no, she knew it would be. And so she used what she knew about me to try to get me to do something that that was good for me at yeah. that time. Yeah. Love it. Love it. And I, I love how you talk about too, being, being an encourager, you mm-hmm. know, even in the times just encouraging the little things like, you know, like we were talking about before. Um, and I think you can ask, ask him what you can do to help. No, mm. Oh, that I can't really remember. I think there are probably a few things that I may have said to her, but you know, ask him if, mm-hmm. if there's something you can do to help. Um, mm-hmm. And if he says something, then if it makes sense, you know, do that. Yeah, that's great. That's great. And I think too, like when, when you ask him, what can I do to help? You're validating his struggle. Um, Absolutely. Which, which is powerful. Um, what are, so with, with our husbands, uh, what are some signs 
where you might need that outside help of, of a counselor. In other words, where it's not just, a, you know, a season of depression, but where you might need um, somebody to come in and maybe prescribe medication to, to help in this situation. I think the fact that um, depression is so recognized today, unfortunately, it's very common. Uh, but I think as men, it's harder for us to get help than, than our wives, whether it's our pride or whatever it is. Uh, but I think if depression, I, I think for a woman, you know, if it's a situational thing, maybe something's going on at your husband's work. Uh, he does seem down through that, but you see a light at the end of the tunnel. And so once that season in his work is over, you see him get better. That's more a, a situational depression. Mm -hmm. But if it continues to linger, uh, you see it, how it affects him in so many different ways. I think what Nancy saw in me, I wasn't, uh, I didn't have joy in my heart. Mm -hmm. I wasn't enjoying the things that I usually would enjoy, mm -hmm. um, all those kind of things. And that is a sign to, to get help. Yeah. Counse counseling, medication. Um, most doctors are going to do a full checkup on you and do some blood work to mm -hmm. make sure there's nothing else. And then I think encouraging her husband to, as he kind of walks through that, unfortunately, if he gets on medication, it's not like, you know, you've got a headache and you take an aspirin and in an hour it's better. It takes time for antidepressants to work. Yeah. And so hopefully he'll begin to feel better in a little while, but it'll take a little bit before he gets the full results of it. And just kind of encouraging him in that. Yeah. A lot of guys don't like to take medicine. And I've seen guys, I had a guy one time that was very depressed and I'd worked with him and he got an antidepressant and he'd been on it about eight months, I guess. And it was really doing well. And I saw him at a church dinner and he came up, guess what? I got off the medication. I said, really? He said, yeah, I quit yesterday. I said, you didn't talk to your doctor. You didn't get a plan <laughs> yeah. of, of weaning yeah. off of this. Mm -hmm. No. And I said, I did. I said, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Now mm -hmm. I knew this guy well enough mm -hmm. to say that. Mm -hmm. Uh, but he did. And he kind of, you, you can't go off something cold turkey. And I think, you know, you've got to, you've got to let yourself get in a position if you're on medication to where life is back good again. Mm -hmm. And then at that point, you can gradually with your doctor's guidance, wean off of it. If depression comes back, you go back on. Mm -hmm. But I think guys, we just have trouble doing that sometimes. And mm -hmm. so knowing that, so I think it's the wife, it's encouraging, let him know that that you're glad he's on the medication. You see the changes. You're thankful that he wasn't stubborn or whatever. And he, he was willing to do this. And, and so just encourage him in that. Yeah. Um, a lot of times guys, we don't want any kind of a crutch. And so instead of looking at that, you know, like, like you were saying mental health issues, you know, if, if you have cancer, well, you're not going to sit around and do nothing. Mm -hmm. You're going to go to your doctor. You're going to get evaluated. You're going to see what needs to be done. If you have a broken arm, you don't sit there and just watch it heal. No, you get it set right. So it heals right. Mm -hmm. Mental health is the same thing. It's okay to take medication. It's okay to, to go to counseling. It's okay to get whatever help it needs. God's put a lot of wisdom in a lot of people to help us when we get in those situations. Yeah. Yeah. Take advantage of it. Definitely. Um, and I think, um, I, I, um, have, have been on that road as well. And I remember my therapist telling me who's, he's a believer, um, mm -hmm. and also uh, graduated from Duke university, which I'm a Tar Heel fan. So I pray for him <laughs> still. But my point is, is that he has a PhD in, uh, psychology, very strong believer. Mm. And he's, he told me, he said, Eileen, if 
you know, are you, you can't be so full of pride that you're telling God how God is going to heal and that Mm. medicine is a part of that and that God works through the doctors and through medicine to heal. And I think, especially for mental health, for men and women, we see that as a badge of honor or what, you know, I I got off my medicine or I'm not taking medicine or we, there's this stigma attached to it. But would we say that to a cancer patient? Would we say, you know, don't take chemotherapy? Um, I I mean, I certainly wouldn't say that. I believe that chemotherapy is a part of, you know, God's design that he works in and through um, science as, as a part of our healing and that he's the healer. And so part of his battle plan for our life or our husband's life is the medicine um, that, yeah. you know, that we need to be okay with that. And and you've taught me this, that, you know, our husbands want to hear our affirmation. And so telling him things like, I'm so proud of you for doing this for our family. Mm-hmm. You know, that, Absolutely. like, I see you as a rock star, you know what? I mean, you know, and just, just telling him that, um, is, uh, is so critical. You know, I'm so proud of you for getting up out of the bed today, that kind of thing. I know this is, is hard for you. And, um, you know, that, that, that will mean a lot if he has, if his wife sees him in, inside of his authentic self where he can't get out of bed, but she's still, respects and loves him that that probably is like gold in the situation our wives i think sometimes our wives don't realize how powerful they are in our lives and what Mm. their words can do and when they're whether they're negative or positive but when they're positive oh when nancy's encouraging me in things i mean you know i'd do anything i'll try anything to to uh, continue to get that you know that affirmation from her yeah Absolutely. And I think too, I, for me, I tell people, they say, well, how long do I have to be on it? And I think it's the wrong question. Uh I think it becomes a quality of life issue. And Uh if, you know, if you were on, if you had a heart problem and you're on heart medicine, you're not going to ask your doctor, how long do I have to take this? You're going to take it because, because you know, it's going to make your life better. And I think same thing with, with an antidepressant, if your life is better, certainly you can try and wean off and stuff. But if if you come to a situation, like I've had Uh patients that that happens to, that need to stay on the rest of their life. Okay. If your life is better, you know, if you're, if you were on, you know, if you had something else wrong in your body and the doctor said you need to be on this rest of your life, you wouldn't question taking it. And I think we, we still have a little stigma with mental health drugs. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and I love, I always think about Jacob, um, who, you know, the Lord touched his, his hip and, uh, and then in Hebrews, it says, by faith, he leaned on his staff and he worshiped. And so it's almost like our hardships in our life point to the glory of God. Mm. They don't hinder it. But for some reason, and I'm guilty of this too, I feel like I've got to be never worry or never, you know, it's the, or, or taking medication is uh, a sign that God didn't work or, or whatever. And it's. It's not. It's not. Um, And, you know, I'm not supposed to be the rock star anyway. God's supposed to be the rock star. So, you know, and Jacob certainly made plenty of mistakes. But at the end of the story, you know, he was just worshiping God and pointing. And so that that should be the end of our story. Not that we 
were perfect or that we had it all together, but that the Lord held our hand and he held us up and, um, you know, and that, that he can do that for everybody else's lives as well. And absolutely. And that God works through other people to provide medications and things for us that make our lives easier, better, and more healing. Absolutely. Amen. 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 Um, well, this has been uh, fantastic. Um, one of the, one quick question, if, if a woman is, um, looking for a therapist for her husband, what, what are, what would you tell her to look for in that therapist? Um, obviously I'm biased toward Christian counselors because I think they involve God in the process. And I think God wants to be involved in our healing, whatever that is. And so I think there's, um, certainly value in having a Christian counselor that's going to have the same belief systems that you do. Uh, I think you want someone to experience it. And I know I was at a time when I started out and didn't have any experience and we have to gain that. But I think in this situation, you want someone that, that is experienced that you, the best uh, reference for a counselor is someone that you know, that has been to that counselor and that counselor has really made a difference in their lives that mm-hmm. God's used them. I think, uh, and I think for a therapist, you want someone you can connect with. You want mm-hmm. someone that, that you trust mm-hmm. and that, uh, you value the time with that person and that you feel that person cares for you and that, 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 um, that you trust that counselor. I think all those kind of things. So when you're looking for someone, Christian experience, uh, you don't know if you're going to connect with them till that first session. And, and I could say that too. I would always give a counselor three sessions, but mm-hmm. after the third session, you feel this isn't working. It's okay to change. It's okay yeah. to find someone else. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, don't don't find someone else just because you don't want to do what the counselor tells you to do. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You want me to pray every day? No, I'll go find someone else. No, yeah, yeah. Praying every day works. Yeah, you know, yeah, exactly, exactly. And I think like the connection, that general knowing from the Lord um, that that can tell you. What about resources on this topic? Mm. I thought of. Uh, a few that I think are really good. Um, Joyce Meyer has a book called Straight Talk on Depression. Um, uh-huh. Joyce, is, she's got a lot of wisdom. Uh-huh. Uh, there's a, a, a story, a book by Paul Asay, A-S-A-Y, and it's called Beauty in the Browns. And it's just talking about walking through depression. It's a really good book. Uh, probably a couple of the things that, that I've discovered in the last few years. Caroline Leaf, who's a uh-huh. neuroscientist, but she also is a strong Christian. Uh, switch on your brain. She has such a deep understanding of the brain and she, and she is there's scripture all through her stuff. It's just one, the first time I read it, I thought, golly, I've, I've been, I've been looking for somebody like this. Yeah. Someone that has that great medical knowledge, mm-hmm. but also is so grounded in their faith. Mm-hmm. And there's a new book that came out that I really liked by Sanjay Gupta. You see him on TV and stuff. It's called keep sharp. And it really is a, an understanding of uh, your brain, how it works, uh, mental health, depression, goes through a number of things like that. And a lot of things that you can do to try to help yourself out of that. Really, he's a good writer. He's, he's, uh, it, it, I've enjoyed that book. So there's a four there that I think can really, are really good. Awesome. Love it. And for our audience, we will have all the links to those resources in the podcast description and the title. So you can find them easily along with the uh, email link to the Awesome Marriage, which is Dr. Kim's ministry, to his website, which is full of resources 
love his weekly podcast, so you may want to connect in with that. And then I have to point out, too, what I use, which is uh, this email subscription that you can subscribe to, and you get one thing every day, one activity, one little teeny step that takes like, I don't know, two or three minutes to invest inside of your marriage. Can you tell our listeners how they can find that? Yes. Uh, it is called One Thing Email, so it's real easy. You can go to onething.email and you will get there. You can subscribe. It's free. It comes every day, one Monday through Friday. Uh, it's probably been the most well-received thing that we can we've done and that, that our goal behind it is to help us be intentional about our marriage every day. Mm-hmm. If we think about our marriage every day and I think about doing something good for our marriage every day, uh, it, things change. They just get better. Yeah. And even if your spouse doesn't change, you do. Yeah. And that makes things better. And then we've got a lot of couples that, uh, that do them together. They both read it and then they both play it out. Either maybe it's something they do together or something do for each other. Uh, that's really fun when you get to that point. But, uh, I think it just, I don't know. I think I just always feel better if I'm doing something intentional for my marriage mm-hmm. every day, it, it makes me feel good. And I think it makes Nancy feel good too. Oh, I'm sure it does. And what, <laughs> and what I love about the emails is, you know, it's not overwhelming. <laughs> It, no. And and the activities are not overwhelming. You know, it's it's uh take, you know, a minute and compliment your spouse on X Y and Z. And it just gives those little it's like a little reminder and a prompter and you know we you get the emails every day and I don't read them every day just because of time or I've got, you know, a meeting for treasure ministries, but it's never fails that on the days that I do read them, it's always exactly what I need or what my husband needs. And, and the cool thing is, is he doesn't know that I'm even reading these emails and doing them. <laughs> and so he, you know, and which, which is great, which is great. Um, but it has absolutely been an amazing resource inside of my own marriage. So I would highly recommend that as well as anything on Dr. Kim's uh, website. His ministry is our go-to where we uh, tell women to go when they're having um, struggles with their marriage. So thank you so much for everything that you do uh, in awesome marriage and for your time today. Is there anything else that you'd like to add before we say goodbye? Oh, I would just like to encourage your listeners, you know, uh, depression is a hard thing. Uh, whether you're going through it, mental health issues or your spouse is, but there's always answers. I think we live in a world where there's uh, obviously God's a great, it's our resource, first resource, medications, other things that can really help us in this area. So uh, you don't have to be a victim in it. You can be assertive and make some uh, steps forward and, and it, it can make a difference. It can make a big difference. I love what you do. I love being on your podcast. It's so great to connect with you and the ministry you have is amazing. And it's just fun to, to be a small part of that. Thank you for asking me. Well, thank you so much again, Dr. Kim. And thank you to everybody to listening in today. Again, all the links from everything that we've talked about today are in our podcast description. Have a great week and I will talk to you next week. Thanks. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.